Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sam Dever Podcast, episode 75. In this episode, we have a very extremely special guest, the man behind the camera, the audio, the editing of this podcast, the one and only Eric Sarich. Eric is a director, a filmmaker, an audio engineer. He surfs, he writes, he, he pretty much does it all. He's an amazing actor, uh, so it was a true treat to have him sit down, come from behind the camera, have you all get to know him better, have me get to know him better, because he's an awesome individual. And I'm really excited for all of you to watch this episode. And for this episode, due to Eric's request, there is no book of the episode. <laughs> and you're going to have to watch to find out why. To listen to this podcast, be sure to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. To watch the podcast, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at the Sam Dever podcast. Here's my conversation with Eric. I might take it off halfway through, but right now it's kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy is like I I didn't know how this would look, but now that it's but this is this makes perfect sense. Right. This is this is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, when I was like, you know, what do you want to put on the table for the decoration? Well, we just put the sound mixer on there. I'm just like, of, of course. <laughs> like, why? Why wouldn't we? Eric Sarich, welcome to the Sam Dever podcast. Sam, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't excited. So thank you for having me. <laughs> well, technically, you've already been on it several times behind the scenes. Right. But now, here you are as an actual guest. Yes, it's my time to shine. Yeah, and, so, and so for everyone that's always hearing me talk about Eric Sarich and <clears throat> doing all the film and audio, here he is. This is episode 75. You, you started filming this on episode 50. 50, yeah. So yeah, we're like 25 episodes in. I feel like I'm a part of it, significant portion of this, yeah. You are. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for you, I really don't, I may have continued with it in some capacity, but not at the pace and at the quality level that it's been since you joined. Well, and first off, I'm very thankful for it. Um, it's been a great experience. And I think it's really cool because I have the perspective of knowing the last 25 episodes. So it's like, I know some of the things that we've been talking about and um, I know how things go. So it's... I got a little ace up my sleeve, I guess, because I know uh, how this is going to go. So hopefully I can keep you on your toes a little bit. Uh, yeah, well, please do. Well, plus, that's also good, too, because it's different when you, it's just you running everything and doing it like I was, and you're the only one that really knows what's going on. But now with mm. you, yeah, you know the systems and the flow and how these go and, you know, routines we do. And it, it's so much better having someone else on board doing that <laughs> with me. Right. And I like, again, I'm happy to do that. I guess the first loophole that we're uh, throwing here is the, the, you know, book of the episode. I, that was going to be one of my first questions. Let's so, do it. so you, so just so everyone knows when you said you would do this, you said, but Hey, there's not going to be a book of the episode and I'll tell you why. That's exactly right. In. The floor is yours. All right. So the, first of all, I still do read. Um, I get it. But I want to put a voice on the other end of it, um, especially with these self-help books, because like we can put a lot of value on them and we can kind of get lost in the sauce with them. So the thought is, so I've read at least 25 to 30 of them since being out here. I've done the book clubs with them, you know, all the way. We got 
Eckhart Tolle, Stephen Covey. We've got the seat in the soul. We've got the how not to give a fuck, the dealing with anxiety, like artist way, like so many different ones. And I kind of came up with the hypothesis. It's like, what all has even stood out from any of those? Like specifically, is there anything that really differentiates them from each other? And I'm sure there are, but do I remember them? No. So the idea is perhaps the real value in those books is on the author for writing them. Like they, so basically the authors are getting way more out of those books than any of their readers. That's my hypothesis. So what I would say, or what my goal is, instead of to continue reading self-help books, it's like, let's write one for our own good. So I started writing one. I've got like rough outline. I'm going to try to keep it short and simple. I don't want, I don't want, that always pisses me off when like, there's a full chapter to something that could have been said in like a paragraph. Cause it, it's gotta be a book, you know, it's gotta yeah. be certain length. Otherwise it's not marketable. So yeah, man, like, um, so you're I'm, working on a book. Yeah, I am. I wow, am. I had no idea. Well, and it's really, it just came to me. I was like, man, let's look at any of these authors. Are any of their protégés or anyone that's read their books ever reached the same level of success as them? I would say no. The closest one would probably be like Carl Jung with Freud. But like, that was like, not just somebody that read his book. He was, I don't know. And he kind of, he kind of branched off, I, but he's the closest one. You got even like Eckhart Tolle, he's got a couple like protégés that will go to his conventions when he doesn't want to go. Tony Robbins, the same boat, but have any of them created somebody or shepherd someone to be as successful as them? And I don't think, I think the answer is no. So that makes me think that maybe they don't even know exactly what it is they discovered. But the one thing they all have in common is that they discovered it themselves. So, and perhaps in writing the books that it even helps them get all their thoughts in a certain, I don't know, mapped out and like expressed in a way that just keeps making a stronger and stronger like case for themselves to be, I don't know, free and enlightened and all the other buzzwords. Like, I think that's, I think the real value is in writing one. Man, you just blew me away. <laughs> I didn't expect that. And that's, I think that's brilliant. And I, I know what you mean. And I, I, so same realm of what you're talking about. I don't know if I told you this story. I was in a Barnes and Noble within the last few months or so, killing some time. I go in there and I was walking to one of the, it was, I walked into the self-help book section and I, I've read all that stuff too. Right. And I remember when you were doing the seven habits of highly effective people book club and all that. And I've done that three that, times. You've done it three, three times? times. Dude. And that's a serious book, man. Like I love it. It's probably my favorite one. It is not an easy read. I don't care what it is. It's very like, you have to really concentrate and pay attention when you're doing that. But I walk into the book section. I'm like, Oh, I wonder what, uh, Maybe I can pick up a quick book of inspiration. I'm looking and I'm looking at all the titles and the covers and it's everyone just smiling with their arms crossed. Right. Like, and I'm not putting down any of these people or their books and I'm making up what I'm about to say the books. Like, it's like, save yourself and be the best you. And it, I just, I go, this is all the same. Everyone's saying kind of the same thing. It's really not this novel idea that's being said, but you're right. People do marketing right. and they make it longer than probably what it has to be to hit certain criteria mm -hmm. for a publisher. 
and look, I'm not hating. Get do what you do, but like I kind of start to see it now, and I'm I'm more attracted now to older books because yes, people made money off books at that, but it's not like as flashy and as I don't know if that makes any sense. It does, it does, and there, yeah. and there's a couple self help books that talk about that. I think oh, even okay. the, I think even the Seven Habits one does. It's like no, it was a different one. Um, I don't even think it was Seed of the Soul. It may have been, which is like- I haven't read that that's one, That's Oprah of the Soul? Winfrey's number one book. It's like Gary Zukoff, I believe. Seed of the Soul? Yeah, it's very Buddhist. I've never read it. It's it's interesting. We did that in our book club. Like we've done a lot like the Atomic Habits. We've done like so many of them. Then you got your Joe Dispenza. Um, Do you still have this book club? No, it. Um, okay. we did it through COVID. Um, yeah, because everyone had all the extra time. We're meeting on Zoom is great. But yeah, I'd say after the first like two years of COVID, when things started opening back up, we're all kind of like went our own ways. But we're still we're also encouraging and like friendly with each other. Like you, you really open up when you do those types of book clubs um, with each other. Um, I guess that kind of another notion on just to keep going with that or what you're just talking about the marketing thing with like the smiles and stuff like that. It's just, it's everything's repackaged. Like no one, no one's saying anything. So, uh, one of a kind and brilliant that no one, someone else has already said. Right. Right. Yeah. Again, not hating, just, I just kind of see through like, why am I going to read something that I've already read recycled a thousand times, even though that person may put it in a way, maybe that someone understands. Of course, of course. But yeah. But like, this is kind of uh, to go off that even further is like, I think reading is a very passive thing. Mm. Like take any man or woman in the centuries of time and make a two minute highlight reel of their life. Is there going to be any wasted moments in that highlight reel of them in their room reading a fucking book? <laughs> no. Now, but the authors, one, their highlight reel might be them writing it or the things that they write about in their book, the actual events happening, those will be in the highlight reel. The book is just kind of like this passive, like, hey, let me preserve this story, pass it along. But like words itself are just very um, approximated. They're very generalized. Like they can never really get across like those feelings that you really felt like whatever that guy's writing that novel about. It's like, man, like this moment meant so much to me. And like, they try to put in the best words they can, but it's never going to be completely, I don't know, felt or expressed in a way that some, like where anyone could pick it up. Like, oh, I get it. It's kind of like, no, man, this is an approximation. You got to fill in all the blanks. Like reading is a passive thing. Mm. Have you read the book, How to Read a Book? I have. Okay. And that also uh, is interesting. I actually kind of... So let me... I am a walking contradiction. So I currently have an app called Headway which um, has all the self-help books on it, but it is, everything's condensed into like 15 minutes and they'll even read it to you. So it takes like all the highlights. So I would actually, even if there was a book I want to read, which there are plenty, like I'm reading the one you gave me by, mm-hmm. um, what's his name? Rick Rubin. Uh, uh, the Creative Act of Being. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. And so I know I'm talking shit on books, but I'm still <laughs> reading. But I do love the idea of just, okay, let me listen to a 15 minute audible version of this book. And if I do feel like there's something in there that then I'd go back and read it. And that kind of goes along with how to read a book where they have you read the title, read all the titles, yeah. all the chapters, and then breeze through it and then read through it all again. It's like, if you feel like it's worthy of your time, because ultimately you can spend a lot of time reading these books. Yeah. And are how much are you getting out of it? You got to ask like, 
effective, how effective are these books for us? And that's kind of why like, I just wanted to raise the voice. Obviously, I'm not shunning books or saying, burn those guys. But um, there's some bullshit going on, man. <laughs> Let's not get our... And, and there's also the notion of like, if you need self-help, you're kind of reaffirming that something's wrong with you, which I know we've, you've talked about yeah. on the podcast before. Yeah. It's just like, you know, let's make sure, don't forget, reading is passive. Like you, anything truly beautiful, we're going to find on ourselves. You're never going to read in a book. We won't even comprehend it in a book. And so I don't think these authors should be idolized in a certain way. And I don't, I'm not saying that we are, but they kind of are by the masses. Like they're very idolized. And even the greats, like your Aristotle. And I really wanted to read your uh, Marcus uh, Aurelius. Uh, really is meditations. Yes, I wanted to read that. I did listen to the abbreviated version of it, but like I do agree that there are some, you can put words in a certain way that are more beautiful than others. Like there's certain like quotes and like, dude, that guy just talks in a cool way. Anything he types. Is, so I do agree that there is an art to mixing words. The Tao Te Ching. I don't think I, that's been book of the episode a long time ago, I think, but that's one of those. It's very simple, but they're saying in like, a few sentences what others are trying to say in a thousand pages like right they just do or easily or you know from my understanding or from my experience of reading i think the most beautifully written things are in parables mm. things in the bible uh da vinci would write in parables when i when i read mo not even all of it but a lot of his notebooks were in parables and it's just like where you read it and you're like that's in completely open to interpretation like, cause that's how life is. Everything, if you're not, you, you're not hitting truth until it's a paradox, until there's like, it, until there's two things at the same place at once, you know, kind of like double slit theory where like an ad or a electron can be at two places at the same time. It's like, and, and like, I don't know. I, I, I love that. When I fit, when I first found that out, I'm like, that makes sense. And that's, it's like, there's never white and black. There's always, it could be white and black. It's not just even gray. It's like literally however you want it to fucking be. So it's like, let's not invest too much faith in books in general. It's kind of the, the thing that we thought about. Again, I'm not hating books, but I'm definitely being a little bit of an asshole towards uh, books. I'll tell you the YouTube short clip of this is gonna be, uh, the title's gonna be, Man Says Books Are Overrated. <laughs> there, it's a passive activity, man. It is. You can. And that's interesting coming from you too, because you have read a lot of books. Right. But maybe that gives you more credentials to be able to make that statement. Maybe. I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping I'm not entirely speaking out of my ass, but like, yeah, like I've been reading so many of these books for so long. And, and you gotta ask yourself, what are you really getting out of them? I think it was Einstein. Don't quote me on this, but I think it was Einstein that said a person gets to their point in life where you can't spend all your time sitting reading books. You have to start taking action mm. and doing things. And I'm trying to find, because, and then I've done nothing but action, but I do feel like by mixing that nice balance of reading, like it gives me, uh, I don't even know if it's pleasure. It just, it, just, it works Peace. a part of my mind differently. Okay. Yeah, just reading the book. And I've read uh, pieces on this where like just, Reading a book, physically reading it—it's—it's it's a different way of working your mind. I agree with that. You know, I agree. And with that. audio books are great, um, and podcasts are great, but there is something to actually reading the text. Um, I think what I've noticed as far as reading text, I think it helps your vocabulary absolutely. more than absolutely. just 
like, especially if when you're reading a lot, you're often more inclined to look up the word too. You're like, what's this word mean? Like, I've yeah. heard this before. And then you try to remember it and then you like, try to pull it out of your pocket when like a $1 word would work. You're like, let me yeah. pull out this $5 word. And, um, but yeah, I do, I, you're right. It's different, definitely different, like muscles of the brain being flexed. No, you're right. No, when I, when I read consistently, my vocabulary is sharper and my attention span is stronger. Mm. When I'm on my phone and do to do to do, like I notice like, wow, I'm <laughs> killing my attention span. Right. And just raising constant dopamine <laughs> through likes and new posts. How do you do it, man? How do you, how do you deal with all that? The uh, social media. Now it's, now I just view it as necessary evil type of thing. Like there was a time where I was just all about social media and uh, I had to create and post everything I did in my life. Now, man, like I, I believe I talked about this with Daniel John Silva on his podcast, but I, uh, I just don't feel the need to tell people what I'm doing anymore. Like really besides letting them know that you and I did this tonight, that it's coming soon. And that's part of the marketing that's for, part this, of the marketing. for this. But like doing all the, just here I am doing this, here I am doing that. And like, hey, do you hear, bring your attention over here. Look at me. And it's just like, but I, the people that are really good at it, that's what you have to do. Uh, but I do feel like our society is just to a point of like, we're just lost in it. I think that's the best way I can describe it. We're just lost. Have you ever had that moment where you're like waiting in line at like Chipotle and you're like, you just don't know what to do with that time. So you just like pull out the phone and you're just like mindlessly or like, then you're like, wait, what am I doing right now? Like, yeah. like, I don't, it's like, it's like a knee jerk thing. Like I got yeah. time and then you start looking through it. Yeah. It's disappointing when that yeah. happens. Yeah. And there's actually been a couple of times and you shouldn't do this while you're driving anyway, but like when I'm driving long distances, you always think you got to be listening to something and doing so. There's been a couple of times, some of my best meditations with my eyes open, of course, have been just silence on the road, just driving and just being there right. for that and not being bored at all. Just like just being in that. But like we live in an age now where there's just so much things to keep you occupied and distracted. I just feel now like, yeah, we're just so just drowning in it and lost. You know, to tie this back to Einstein, yeah. like he would always say, like you do all his thinking and blah 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 on on his whatever the the problem was, but then it wouldn't pop to him till he wasn't thinking, like he's in the shower. So it's like we we're in this mm. catch twenty two where we think we have to be doing something productive. At least for myself, I'm like you're. I'm like oh, I got this time driving forty five minutes. Like I could do something productive to like yes. make myself better in some ways. But really the best thing that we could probably do is just like maybe just be there and just chill. No music, no nothing, no not even putting the limitations of like I got a a, a meditate or anything. It's like I just why can't I just be here and just kind of like look around? It's like I don't need I don't need to have expectations on this shit. Like that's something like I kind of think about and and trying to fight a little bit. Yeah, and you know, uh it's funny you say that cuz that one concept I've really been thinking a lot about lately is there's just this concept of our own consciousness and tying in with what you're saying like the, I got to be doing this time doing this and I got to improve in this and this and there's nothing wrong with that but it's almost like we forget the art of living. Mm -hmm. We forget actually actually there's a book I'm reading that's similar to like to actually no more books. Sam. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, nope, nope, nope. I'm not going to mention names. There's no book of the episode in this one. But uh, I'm like, man, like, I'm starting to look at my life and like, am I 
I think I'm being productive and doing something, but am I? Right, right. Am I missing the whole point? Am I missing all the small little things that really are what it's all about? And and is it even about anything? Is it? it, it, it I mean, it's a rabbit hole. <laughs> it is, and like you know, that makes me think of acting, where it's like the more you try, the worse it is. Yeah. So it's like, how is this? I mean, that seems, and you know, the girl that you're like Jones and after you, you don't know how that works out. No way. Like, so it's kind of like that thing of that needy energy, like that trying. It's like, it's like you, you, you got to put effort and energy towards it, but you also kind of need to have some of that. I don't really need it or give a fuck about it energy in order yeah. to actually get it. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Well, they always say about certain dudes who don't try with women are a lot of the dudes that get all the girls. Of course, <laughs> right. Because they're not the ones giving them all the attention and blowing up their phones and sliding in their DMs constantly. They're you know, it's people want what they can't have mm. a lot of times. And that's a whole other well, yeah, that box of Cracker Jacks there that <laughs> I, I do think it comes down to an energy where like you're mm. welcoming things, but yeah. you're not also like desperate for it. Cause like, I think we tie ideas or notions to our identity. Like I gotta be this director or I gotta yeah. be this. So I'm, all day I'm watching yeah. movies, I'm taking notes, and it's like, I got it, be it so bad. And then like someone else just kind of shows up to the party late and it's like, yeah, fuck it, I'll try directing. And they're like, <laughs> let's give it to that guy. You know, and the other guy's like, what? And like, I, I, I'm so experienced and I'm so like educated on the subject. It's like, nah, man, you're just not right for this one. You'll find yours though. And it's just <laughs> like completely condescending. Hey, they're hiring crew. Maybe you can go work for <laughs> Yeah, man. Go flip some burgers back there, pal. Like, <laughs> you know? No, you are right. There is a, it's, it's a, it's a, you got to have talent. I think that's to be said. You got to have talent. You got to be able to work hard, but you are right. Sometimes the people that don't think about it too much are the ones that it's just like the perfect mix. They just have the perfect mix of a little bit of talent, right? A little bit of the hard work and execution and just not in their heads. Right. They're just like, hmm, I'm going to go do this. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, man. Well, dude, what a great start, <laughs> first and foremost. Uh, so I want I want people to get to know you a little more. And I have questions myself. And dude, it's been such a treat doing this podcast with you because truly you and I have our own podcast before this even begins. Every day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. time when you come and we're setting up. and Yeah. Ranting. Come, like, this ranting. and this and this is pissing me off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, all right, showtime. Better not yeah. <laughs> bring these topics on air. Right, right. But, uh, right. but uh so that in itself has been a gift by itself, like just getting to know you more. and It's mutual for sure. Yeah, it's been a great experience. And uh, so for those that don't know, what, what is your story? How did you end up in Los Angeles doing so, what you do? I came out here to act um, initially, and that's still something I aspire to do and I do do. There's some days I feel like I don't know how to do it, and there's other days where I'm like, I kind of got a little bit of a grip on this. But I came out here for that. But man, the more I think about it, like if you're trying to like give someone like a log line of like who I am or describe myself, I'd say I'm a contrarian, a potster. Like <laughs> I, I joke around how like when I was in Ohio, I was, you know, I come from a, it's a red state, very red county where I'm from. I was like one of two people in my government class to be like a Democrat. And then when, like when I was my last year in, Columbus, I'm like a damn near a vegan. I'm high, like vegetarian for sure. 
maybe would eat a piece of meat like once every like three months or something. So like day to day, damn near vegan, liberal. I find myself out here eating meat every day, leaning much more to conservative views. And I'm thinking it's just, I just want to be the opposite of the people in the room. I want to point out some of the hypocrisy and contradictions that are right there. It's like, wait, you're saying this guy hates uh, this type of people. So now you're hating him. It's like, don't you, don't you see you're like doing the same, same fucking thing. <laughs> so it's like, and then the next thing you know, I'm like, well, I got to prove it to them that they're complete like hypocrites. And like, so there's definitely something going on there where I feel a need to do that. So that's how I would describe myself. Um, as far as, but as far as like professional things, I'm, I got my hands in a lot of um, different avenues of this industry. So I uh, do, uh, besides acting, I also do videography and sound recording. Um, I, this past year I started DPing. Um, luckily I've been able to make a living doing these things. And the goal is to next year and the year following be more and more on the creative end. I do think DPing is on the creative end for sure. Um, but the corporate videos aren't so much. But yeah, I'm working my way into directing. As of today, I just signed on to do direct my first feature film, which I'm very stoked about. Congratulations, man. Thank you. That's very well deserved. That was one of those things where I didn't even really see it coming. I, I, I did a good job DPing on something and I told people, hey, like it's my aspiration to direct. And they reached out to me. They're like, hey, we know how you work and um, let's have a chat. And so I planned for that chat and we talked and they're like, yeah, let's do this. Again, that wasn't something I thought I was gonna do. That was kind of some of that non-needy energy because I didn't even know I wanted to do it until the last year. It's, uh, I'm like, dude, I, now I'm watching movies in a different way where I'm like, oh shit, dude, that, that opening shot, that had to take like two days just to shoot that and there's not even any dialogue and looking at things differently. Um, so yeah, basically anything in the film industry I'm excited about, I write. I just produced uh, a short film with my partner, a writing partner, Marley. And we produced our biggest short film um, this June is when we shot it, we're still editing it. But yeah, I edit as well. Pretty much anything in the industry, I wanted the film industry, I wanna understand it. And so I love the fact I'm coming at so many different angles at it. And I think it is making me a better actor as well. But yeah, if I end up just, you know, being a filmmaker that like throws himself in from time to time, I'm happy with that. Dude, right. and a couple of things I got to say is one, that opportunity for to direct came to you because you've earned it and you're ready for it. I'm a firm believer that things do appear when you're ready. And like, I think about the amount of work and just talking to you through conversation. I mean, you've put in a lot of work Thank on- you on various films and projects. And I, I do feel like um, going back to what we were saying about the self-help stuff, you, you have, you seem like one of those people. And I think that's why I gravitate towards you and get along with you so well. Like you are constantly seeking um, improvement, yeah. improvement and exploration. Like you're just constantly learning, constantly learning and getting better. Um, and man, just working with you on this podcast, seeing the work you put in and how hard you work. I mean, it's, I'm excited for you, man. Like you, you, you deserve everything that's coming. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it too. Um, we do have the uphill battle of still getting funding, so it's nothing's for certain yet. But um, it's good people 
a good energy it's a good script a really good script it's very uh, characters are great and uh, i'm excited about it so when did you first find the interest in film was it in ohio where you're like okay uh, right. yeah could you take me to what, yeah, what was that spark you. that got you i need to go to la <laughs> yeah man all right so this is this is what's up i've always yeah. wanted to be a musician a guitarist okay. singer songwriter i have um i've played guitar 10,000 hours, both right-handed and left-handed. Wow. So I spent a lot of time out of college in Columbus working very small part-time jobs, basically just coasting off some money I inherited from my grandma, uh, but, but just playing guitar in my room. And I actually grew quite depressed because I just couldn't, my biggest problem is I just can't stay in time. Like I always, my theory is that there's some something like off with one of the muscles in my thumb. And so I'm like, well, if I can't play right-handed, maybe, maybe I can play left-handed. So anyways, long story short, I always wanted to do that. And then when I was in college, I was still playing a lot, but I'm like, well, let's try if the, if I can't figure this out, let's, let's dabble with some acting. I think that'd be fun. Cause I want to live a fun life. So I started taking some acting classes in college. I'm like, all right, this is cool. And I'm like, but this can't be like, a thing, like a real thing. This is kind of just dicking around. It's play. And then I was talking to one of the girls that was graduate graduating with me. I'm like, yo, what are you gonna do after uh, school? She's like, oh, I'm I'm gonna try to be an actress. And I'm like, really? Like full time? Like you're gonna go for it? She's like, yeah. She's like, I'll I'll try till I'm like 28. And then if I don't make it by then, then I'll quit. And I was like, I can do that. So fuck yeah. <laughs> so then I'm like, all right. From there on, like I was I went to school for nutrition. I fucked up all my. Uh, <laughs> paperwork to go to like get the uh, internship that you need to become a registered dietitian. Like my like mentor was like screaming at me. She, you didn't put this certain form in there. She's like, you're not going to get in any of these places. You're making me look bad. And I'm like, you know what? I'm Ray Charles to this shit anyway. Like I'm out. <laughs> and so, um, so I'm like, all right, this is a game plan. I'm going to stay in Columbus for like a year or two, try to act as much as I can. I'm going to sign up for these schools. I'm going to play guitar in all my free time. The guitar, as I get better with that, hopefully it'll make me a better actor. So right out the gate, man, I get with like an agent. I got like two uh, regional commercials, like one played during the Super Bowl. I got put on a couple small indie, like there's this indie slasher movie called The, Fuck's, the Sleeper. I'm in there as like one of the main characters. Um, and then I get a lead in a, this is probably like my second or third year in uh, out of college, I think second, I get a lead as in like this sci-fi movie this guy's making in Cincinnati. And so I'm in Columbus. So I'm driving that like two hour drive roughly every weekend just to shoot this thing. And like this, I'm like, dude, I'll do it for free. I don't care. Like, I just want to act. Um, I did some good work on there that you could tell. And I'm like, man, I have it in me, but not all my scenes were that good. But I had a couple moments where I'm like, dude, I know it's in me. Um, that film was actually a great experience. It, it took me to Hawaii for two weeks. It took me to Utah where I skydived naked. What? Yeah. So we had to do a scene where I'm like this hot shot. I'm like jumping out of the plane naked and it forces the other person to like jump out and grab me. And we had to like simulate it, but we actually had to shoot the wide. So I'm like naked attached. You're to actually naked. Yes. Butt ass naked. And there's a video of it. So fucking funny. Like, cause they, they also sent a person up with us with another camera like a gopro and then you see me flying then you're gonna see my balls just like flopping between my legs and then we fucked up the take so we had to do it a second time and it was awesome do you have like goggles on yeah dude that's even better 
Yeah. I do. I had no, no idea. About oh, no, either. I didn't have goggles because that would have ruined the shot. Because I, so then that's what they said. They're like, do not look straight down because I could like open your eyelids. That's why people wear goggles. Like it'll flap them back. They're like, just make sure you're kind of like either keeping your eyes closed or looking like not down. And you were actually, you actually, sky, you were actually skydiving. Yeah. Right? 100%. Free fall, yeah. naked. I had someone attached to me. <laughs> but yeah, because like you have, because until you have a license, you have to have someone attached so, to you. So someone's attached to you in your butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy was so cool. And we it was a guy, but we had to dress him up like a girl. He had long hair. So it was for the wide. Because the rest of it we simulated. But for the wide, we needed that. And I'm like, yeah, take me to Utah. I'll skydive butt-ass naked. What did it have to do with the script? I just got to ask. Like, just what? like, uh, I'm just like this hotshot um, guy in the school or in like the, in like the space program and i'm like watch me i'm just gonna jump out of the plane I'm, i know you're gonna come save me and and of course the girl has to jump out and save me dude and yeah these, these youtube shorts are gonna be great man <laughs> skydives naked like that like these titles are just coming i still have that video that's a party trick of mine to bring that out like whenever i'm having like a house party um i it comes out about once every two or three years because you know what some people probably say they're like no way yeah you didn't do that you're like Pfft. Let me show you. Yeah, it's funny, man. It's dude, that is hilarious. That's one of the funniest things I've heard in a while. Dude, it was great. So yeah, man, it was a great experience. The film ends up, he's like backing up the drive and it melts. Like melts, melts. And I and he, and I was like, wait, like, what do you mean? Like he's like, all the footage from Hawaii, he's like gone. All like most of the principal footage gone. And I'm like, Oh, dude, that sucks. But like, he was heartbroken. Like, he put his like life savings into oh. it. Um, it was like his main thing. I was like so proud of it. Like, and never's gonna come out because it's gone. It was like a play. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so it's like I'm like, well, at least I got the experience of it. But like, I felt so bad for the guy. Uh, I think he tried to reshoot it later on, and he like reached out. He's like, oh, he's like, I made a spinoff of it or whatever. But yeah, that was devastating. Um, so that, yeah, that was probably my last big role in Ohio. But I still dicked around. I'm like, man, I'm not ready yet. Cause like I, I had it in my head that I just wasn't good enough. So I'm like, well, let me, I believe a lot of it's rhythm. So I'm like, well, let me keep working on my rhythm with guitar. And it's like, and I'll become a better actor. You start um, getting close to 30. You're like, dude, what the fuck are you doing with your life right now? I'm like, shit or get off the pot. Time to go to LA. So that's when I, came out to LA and, you know, I was scared to death. Like all I knew was Ohio and it was so frightening. And luckily I had a, uh, my best friend from college was down in San Diego and I stayed with him while I found a place here. And then I moved to LA really not knowing too many people. Um, yeah. And it's scary. And then you, luckily I got into Playhouse West, like Playhouse West. I was like, I audited it the first two weeks I was here. And I'm like, that's my school. But I'm like, I don't need school just yet, though. I'm like, I'm, I'm riding this high. I'm doing all these auditions. Um, I auditioned for this one cool role of like a psychopath that like captures two women. And then he's like kind of like holding them hostage. And so I crush the audition. I'm like, dude, this is mine. And so the guy brings me in for the callback. And he's basically like showing me favoritism. He's not even talking or paying attention to the other guys. He's like, yo, he's like, I'm excited to see you. So then I go in there and I fall on my face. Like I'm like trying to replicate what I did in the first uh, audition. Just fall on my face. I could just see the guy's disappointment in his eyes. He's like, okay, 
uh, thanks for coming in or whatever. And I was just like, holy shit. Next day I went to, I'm like, all right, I need Playhouse West. So I signed up the next day. And so, and that's where I met most of my friends. That's how I yeah. came across you. So, so what month, do you remember what month you started that year? So I would have started, it was the second week of July of okay. whatever that first year was. Yeah. I, I want to say like 2018. Yeah. So we were there about the same time. Yeah, you yeah. were there because I was sitting in your guys' class. Yeah. I was going to as many classes as I possibly could. I came to all the rehearsals I could in this very apartment, which was yeah. Eric's at the time. Yeah. And yeah, man, so that's that's when I, in at Playhouse West is when I got into, I did the film lab that Chris Levy does. And that's when- Which it, I was in your film. Oh yeah, you were. You were in my <laughs> film. That was technically the first thing I ever directed. Wow. And- it's funny. Yeah, that is funny. That's full circle right there. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then I just slowly started working on sets as a sound guy. And I'm like, dude, like, this isn't very satisfying. I'm like, I want to get on the camera side. I want to get on the creative side. And so that's, and then I just slowly started doing more and more. And I'm like, putting it in the universe, like letting people know. And then now, now I'm directing feature films. Yeah. Oh, and you know, as you tell that story, like, you really show people, like, look, you, you had no ego or pride with this. You you were willing to start wherever. Yes. And you you know what I mean? Like you've played all the positions of the field. So now when you're directing a feature film, you understand mm -hmm. what the PA is doing. You understand what the sound's doing. You understand what the DP, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like in, in any sport, like someone that played, they understand the positions of the field now because they've been out there. Right, right. And I think I, I, I couldn't imagine doing it any other way. And you're an actor, so that helps. Right. Yeah. Well, I just couldn't imagine doing it any other way because like they all, they really do tie together and they make, and becoming better at one makes you better at the others, especially writing and directing. I couldn't mm -hmm. believe how much I've learned um, tying those two together. And it's like, oh, okay. It's like, this is a visual medium, duh. Mm. It's like, get rid of this dialogue let's show this in some way yeah but to go back to that ego thing i actually think the ego thing is what initially is what's kind of held me up and made me this like notion that i wasn't good enough i think mm. was like the that i wouldn't say i regret anything because i it i wouldn't be who i am right now if i didn't go through all the steps that i've went through but in hindsight if i had to relive a moment it would like getting this notion of like, I gotta be perfect before I put myself out there. That's really been my Achilles heel. Mm. Um, so it's like, I probably would have just came straight out after college, which I probably would have gotten a lot more trouble um, <laughs> with partying and stuff like that. So that's oh, probably uh, yeah. a good thing. Yeah, good thing. Yeah, no, I, I'm in the same boat. I'm glad I got all that out of my, cause you came at, yeah, well, we're the same age. Yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. I came out here at 30, 31, so it's like, uh yeah at age 30 and i if i would have came out here at age 23 24 oh man <laughs> could be dead yeah <laughs> like who knows yeah. or could have like had to go back because like you yeah. had too much fun you didn't make the money and you're yep. like god dude like i tried kind of i gotta go yeah yeah so that's a that's a thing um I guess tying back into the music thing, it's like, I'm gonna play my first open mic. Uh, I was telling you this earlier. Yeah. Next week, I'm slated to play on Tuesday. Like, I don't want anyone there the first time, <laughs> but like, I haven't played an open well, mic. Well, this will air after that, so it, don't yeah, worry so, about yeah, it. Yeah, you can't see it. Um, but yeah, it'll be my first time in over 10 years playing like live for anyone. Good for you. And what, what, what inspired you to go make that move, to do that? 
I think it's kind of the same thing that inspired me to move out here. It's like, if not now, when? It's like, it doesn't need to be perfect. I mean, I want it to be great. I, you know, I want people to be like, dude, you're good. Or I want you to be like, oh, I enjoyed that. Um, but I think, I think that will come with me getting out of this neediness of needing it to be so good. It's like, once I can just be cool with myself, I'm like, yo, this is just the way you're playing right now. Don't give a fuck. Like, just be there with yourself. Be cool um, for yourself. And I think the music will come after that. So I think, like we were talking about, we're going so hard trying to be productive, trying to fix stuff, when really you might just want to go the other direction and just be and just let it be and try to enjoy the ride like we were talking about last episode. Um, or you guys were talking about last episode, just because this des this idea of the destination is clearly not there for me. Uh, it's just, it's almost like a phantom that you chase. Mm. And I'm tired of tricking myself. So I think that's what happens. You eventually just like, you bang your head against the wall so many times that you just got to be like, there's got to be another way through this wall. Mm. Yeah, man. And you, you really, and you do realize that we're already at the destination. There is no destination. That's like, probably the truth. Like you're, we're already there. Like there, um, cause that's, I'm glad you said that. Cause that's been hitting me more and more. I'm like, this is all a carrot on the stick until you're dead. Like, right. you know, until you really just learn to be present and enjoy what's going on. And there's so many times where I, 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 I recognize that, man, I totally wasn't present for whatever, whatever was. What do you think? What do you think the majority of the time like the reasoning behind that like what do you, th do you anxiety think anxiety either thinking about things in the past or future are you concerned about what that person's i'm assuming you're talking with somebody or you're just talking about just in general just in general okay. just in general yeah um you're either thinking about things you have to do right. or you're thinking about things you did could i have done them differently and uh i'm really realizing and look and now look I think insight's important. Like, I think it's awareness and insight and being able to reflect. Right. I think that has a lot of value. But if that's all you do, you're never going to be present for anything. You're fucked. <laughs> yeah, you're, <laughs> you're fucked, man, because you're just going to be in a mental prison, mental mind trap, maze that you'll never get out of. It might be the exact same thing that, you know, that we're initially fighting for. Like, again, buzzword from all these, the self-help books tying it back is like enlightenment. It's like, so I'm afraid that it's, it's more of a common thing that you're chasing enlightenment is actually the very thing that's keeping you unenlightened or, you know, whatever. Like it's the same, same notion. Again, it's like, you're going one way when you should probably go the other mm. and we get in our own way. And I think that a lot of the anxiety, at least for myself is some sort of self-preservation of like needing to be better or almost not being in love with yourself enough to just be, mm. to, you know? I think at least, I, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I think that's kind of the theme that's been popping up. It's like this whole time of like trying to be better. It's just like, you're really labeling yourself as not enough. And that's what I think social media is really amplified right. in people is that I don't know if fear is the right word. Um, the comparison. Compa the comparison game. Because it's like, well, the, and again, what you're seeing is not reality most of the time anyway. It's a highlight reel. <laughs> it's a highlight reel that people, and it could be an artificial highlight reel at that, you know. Um, but damn, it looks good sometimes, doesn't it? 
Yeah. You're no, like, oh, look at that person traveling. I'm going to tell you what, man. And I, Hot take. Give it to I'm me. I'm not going to name any account names, but. And I get, I get it, but like the showing someone working on a beach on a laptop saying, make millions from your computer. It's like, okay. Like, it's like, and just showing like opulence and Rolls Royces. And I get, look where we live, LA. Like, it's like, it's everywhere, but I'm just like, I, I just, none of that does it for me, man. Like none of it, none of it. The only thing that's appealing to me is freedom with my time. Mm. And I know that's something money can accomplish, but it's like, besides that, like materially, there's not too much I want, but we live in this world of just, I'm going on like 10 different directions yeah. right now, but it's this world of just constant consumption and you got to keep feeding the machine uh, and people wanting the new this, the new that. And what are we on the iPhone? What, the 14, the 15 now? 15 is coming out like, next week and and look i love apple i have i have all the products but i am not one of those apple people that upgrade every single time and are there for every single product and it's just like i don't know i just feel like we concentrate on a lot of the wrong stuff mm. like i don't know if wrong's the right word but it's more of our development as human beings i don't think is as productive in some of the things we put all our time and energy into social media being one i'll I'll end that thought with that (laughs) like we put all the and that's that's another thought i've had too i think you said that kathleen said this what was the thing she said about uh what you give your energy to you got to be careful of what you give your energy to do you remember that we were talking it sounds about, about right. I mean, I believe in that. Like where you put energy is what you get more of, whether it's negative yeah. or positive. Yeah. I don't know if that's what, or protect your energy. Protect or, your energy. Like if you're just going to scroll on your phone all night, like you're giving energy to absorbing whatever it is you're watching. being passive. Yeah, passive. Well, that's kind of, yeah, like the reading, what you were right. saying, you know? It's like, what are you doing? Well, I mean, that, and I was going to play a little devil's advocate with you. It's like what money can buy us time. It's like, well, what are we going to do with that time? Just fill yeah. it up with more bullshit like more yeah. scrolling through yeah I, it's, it's 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 a paradox almost because it's like is it then if you do just go okay i'm all about legacy i'm just gonna die empty and give it everything i got it's mm. like well you're dead yeah <laughs> sweet life and everyone else is going to be dead around you uh not to say that you're not putting something moving forward for future generations but I do feel that there's, man, it's tough because it's like, I do believe in purpose. Like you're, some people are just meant to do, everyone's meant to do a certain thing. But then I also believe in, I think part of this thing too, is to observe and to absorb in what's going on. It's it's, the ebb and flow coming in, coming, going out. I really view this life as a gift and at least through this body and consciousness, I have, this is my, this is my time. Like, you know, I don't want to look back 20, 30 years from now and be like, dang, I, it was so simple. I just could have done I, this. I, yeah. and, and I think that would be foolish. if you, Even if you did go through that and look back, it always looks like it's simple. But even hindsight might have its smoke and mirrors, you know. it. I, again, I think it's part of this journey, like mm-hmm. the deal with the job situation, knowing that, hey, I'm putting energy towards this, but I know I also need to put energy towards something that's making me money. Like the thing with job, like a full-time job is it provides structure. I think yes. that's one thing I, 
I lacked that all my friends, you know, as I graduated, like I'm like doing these odd jobs and shit. All my friends had like started their careers, whether in all different areas, but they just had that structure of knowing, Hey, this is what I got to do every day. You know, it's kind of continuation of school. Like where you don't really question what you're doing today. You, you'd wake up and go to school. You had, you just, well, you had to do it. You thought you had to, but I think that's the same thing with work. It's like, well, I got to do this. And so when that's gone, it's like, you're really subjected to your own device, like your own demons, so to speak, or your own, you can really get in your own way with that, like the devil's playground, the idle mind or like the idle free time. So it's like Mm -hmm. even free time itself can be, there's a lot of responsibility needed to be effective with your free time. Dude, that is a brilliant point that no one has brought up on this podcast. You are 100% right. And Thank you, Sam. Like, well, like I remember they've talked about the idea of universal basic income, um, which basically is the concept. Everyone in the country gets this amount of money. Say 30000 a year, 25000 a year. Okay. Everyone gets that. Okay. Everyone just gets it. Now we get into like socialism. Yeah, stuff yeah like I want to hear where this is going. Yeah, yeah so you technically would not have if you want to work and make more money you can and get nicer things you can but if you don't you're still going to get a check for $25,000 you're going to be able to get bare minimum housing bare minimum food you're going to live mm. and you're going to survive right some people and i think especially people we know would thrive off of that because their basic needs would be met and they're going to create all day long they are going to make movies they're going to make art they're gonna you know make music they're gonna write do it all because they don't have to worry about working two three jobs just to survive hmm. now the other side of that coin right and i'm i'm taking this from a conversation it's actually joe rogan had this conversation with um i think it was andrew yang i'm not sure if it was andrew yang was a big promoter proponent in universal income that was one of his big things and when he was campaigning uh but what about the people like you just said that need structure right the job gives them purpose if they had a ton of free time they wouldn't even know what to do with themselves anyway because not everyone's a creative not everyone maybe they would do different things i beg to differ i think we are all creative in our own ways but that's fair that's anyway sorry no you're right because yeah some people may want to just fish all day right and there's you know some people may want to just go hike all day you know but there's some, I, I think, and I think maybe the COVID lockdowns really exposed some of that. It, it did. Because people, you know, for like the first couple of weeks, everyone's like, oh, we're just at home making videos. and But then it gets to like, oh, wow, this is like going to be like this for a while. And you know what it did? It shifted the power from the employer to the employee, and it still hasn't shifted back yet. Mm. Like the employees still have more power than the employer. Like my brother's been trying to hire He's like, this is like, this is ridiculous. Like nobody wants to work. Um, he said, there's a lot more entitlement and feeling, and you know, maybe that's part of our progression as a society. So who's to say it's good or bad, but um, it's definitely shifted a lot. The COVID shifted a lot. That was our major event of our lifetime. Hope, hopefully nothing's worse than that, like a war or another one, but yeah. it definitely sh- shaked things up and it's still rippling down it's still rippling down and and i guess i don't know saying all this leads me to you know since we're similar in age is now that i'm in this position of um okay which 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 way do you want to go right. you know I, i've kind of like i've come to this path fork 
and there's this path, this path, this path, right. this path. And the thing is, I don't know what all the paths are yet. Mm. And it's, uh, I think anyone probably in their, because when I, once I hit 37, I'm technically in the late thirties now. Yeah. I, dude, I remember when I was like 12, if you would have told me 37 years old, to me, that was ancient. Yeah. Like, but now I'm Same. like that. I'm like, oh shit. Like, okay. But it's like, now it's like, okay, I'm at that age where it's like, ah, if you were going to go the whole steady job route and eventually get a house and do all that, you should probably push the gas and go that way. But it's like traditionally though. Traditionally. Yeah. But then it's like, I, I don't need that. And that's one thing I'm grateful for is like, I, I really like, like I was saying earlier, like the material stuff doesn't really do it for me. Like I have a home and, good friends and if i can just survive right uh and do things like this on the side when i can like that is, that's still a pretty good life it's dude you know? like i i'm kind of i hear you with that like it, it's actually debatable on whether buying a house is even that even if that's a really good asset like because there's a lot of expenses involved and you're always paying taxes you're, you're basically always paying rent on it no matter what anyway you're a slave to that house like you're a slave to that mortgage. and there's a lot of people yeah. that become house poor mm -hmm. but it's like why is there any shame in just, you know, getting yourself a nice apartment, but then, you know, being creative and decorating it like the way you want, like, that's something I want to do is I want to like mm. make my home more home and like having the save, like, Oh, I want to put this paint and these like curtains there. And I want to decorate it this way. And I don't know that and that could be, and that could be just as satisfying. Like, mm. but you're right. It's um, society kind of puts it on you. Like you need to have a house and stuff, but being in a big city, you can kind of, you can feel, I don't know, as part of a, another group that's not really in that same mindset. And you can feel safe and be like, oh, this isn't too bad. Like, this is an option. We're at back home when you're from the Midwest mm -hmm. as well, where you're like, oh, if I don't have a house by the time I'm 40, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And dude, and to, and to piggyback off that and to flip it, uh, the question is, I have wrestled with the fact, like, could I go back to, I, to the Midwest? and live there um the weather's the number one thing for me mm. like the weather's number one that's one probably the number one reason aside from wanting to come do entertainment things what's the weather i'm like this winter time yeah no but i will say this i love the big city and i think i think i was talking to my buddy shout out to ty in denver living in a big city is a great experience like you learn things you it you it molds you in a way um he exposes you to so the many diversity. Yes, yeah, especially yeah. Los Angeles. I would yeah. say New York and Los Angeles are probably two of the most like diverse places you could probably go. And it's, but I'm getting to a point now where maybe you just get tired of keeping up with the race. Mm. There's a lot of energy of living in the bigger city and to survive out here. And you know, if you are. Um, and I, we, I talk to you all the time beforehand, you know, I'm not chasing the acting business at right. all. Like I, I think, I think a lot of people probably think like I'm very active in acting when they watch or listen to this, but I'm not active at all. Like I was in shout out to Casey. I was in his short film like a year ago and that's about it. <laughs> I do this podcast and it's like, I have been thinking like, could I, is there a way for me to live a different life that would be less stressful? Um, and just at a slower pace. Am I, am I ready for that? 
And I don't know, maybe I would make that decision with one month. I'd be like, this is the worst decision I ever made. You know, so I was going to get your take on what you thought, because we come from similar right. places. You know, this is kind of making me think, damn it, of a book, uh, <laughs> Think and Grow Rich, where the dude Carnegie, I think, was the, the writer of that. Yep. Andrew, or Andrew or Car- Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. But he would say, I think he quotes Andrew Carnegie. Yeah. Um, and he's like, look, he's like, me and my buddies, he's like, you could take away all our money, all of it. We'll start with zero dollars. He's like, within five years, we'll have all our wealth back. And, and like, I think that whole philosophy there is like, if you did take all the money in the world and evenly disperse it, the rich would still be rich again within five years and the poor would be poor again. So it makes, I, I want to bring that down to like an energy. So what I would say is you want to get an energy where like, mm-hmm. you know, you're just enjoying life. You're make you're, you're content with what you have. And I don't, and I think what you end up doing the universe will provide to you. But I think the goal for us is to get in that wavelength, that energy of that, just that space. To be like, I'm in this energy of like, you know what? Like I am doing things I'm passionate about. I'm have a, I'm a flexing my creative muscles. I think mm-hmm. we all have them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're getting more polished the more I use them. Mm-hmm. But I find the joy in working my day-to-day job. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I deal with the bullshit that's involved in it. It's like, you know, that kind of sucked today, but like, you know what? I manned up, I did it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, having like a good attitude, not like a fake one, but like knowing that mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm like, I'm working towards something. I don't know what it is. And I, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to know what it is, but you're now you're in this like energy this is what Joe Dispenza would say is like, now your, your brain, you're at like the beta waves or whatever. You're at a different frequency. So now you're going to start attracting other things of that same mm-hmm. frequency. So good things and like, you don't know what it's going to be. It's like, but just being there and, and just being steadfast and keeping your like, I don't know, not letting it beat you down and not worried about like the black and white, like, oh, I got to do this. It's all in or all out. It's like, nah, let's just take this day by day. Enjoy it. I know that the universe is going to provide for me, show some faith. You know, that kind of goes back to the Bible and you're going to, you're going to end up being all right. Like you'll. You know, I'm preaching to myself right now. I was going to say, you're on fire right now, dude. Oh, thank you. (laughs) But yeah, and then it's like, yeah, it's like, let's just keep the energy, keep the faith. And sure enough, like, you're not going to go three or four months without any money, dude. Something's going to pop up. Yo, Sam, I know you do that podcast. Like, you mind hosting this thing for me? Like, shit's going to pop like pop up. Just like, I think the goal for us or anybody is just to get in that fucking energy of knowing that everything's going to be okay. Knowing that like, hey- you could take away all my money, but I'd be right back in five years. Like getting in that type of energy. That's like a winning energy is kind of what I guess I'd call that. And it's like, dude, let's just get in a winning energy. Obviously easier said than done, but I do believe that you could do that. And ultimately it's with, it's in ourselves already. We just got to kind of unlock it by getting out of our own way. Mm, I love that. It reminds me, his name's Justin Waller. Uh, I've listened to quite a few podcasts with him. He's, he owns a construction company. He's made a bunch of money, but he's also a part of, uh, I would guess you would call it the red pill community. What's that mean again? I'm, I, I'm always, you get those mixed. I don't even know the exact definition. It's about basically like becoming a high value man. Oh, okay. Oh, respecting okay. yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like the Andrew Tate type stuff. He's actually very close with Andrew Tate. And I'm okay with a lot of that. And look, there's a lot of stuff those guys say that I'm, in complete agreement with them. Right. Like, yeah. Facts. And if, but that doesn't mean I agree with everything. Right. And, and back to what you were saying earlier, maybe, maybe this will be the first political. Let's <laughs> get it. Let's go to it, man. Uh, I'll, let me, I'll finish my thought okay. and we'll jump in. Um, 
So he said, because he made all his money in this construction business, built it from the ground up, knows his stuff. And he's like, you can drop me, I'm paraphrasing him, but he's like, you can drop me buck naked in any city. Uh, and I can't remember, like, give me like this and this, and I'll, I'll be making money within six weeks. I believe it. So that I, that reminds me of what you're saying is like, look, as long as you, like, or what they said, like, yeah, take all our wealth away. We know how to do it again. Yeah. That's that's the real wealth. That's the real, the, that's that, power. That, that's the, internal yes. power. Money's internal not, yeah. It's the ability to know how to do it. That's uh Yeah, the, the, the money is just kind of like a currency. I mean, what does money represent? I mean, you could say like, it used to mean gold, but like, no, it represents that you're able to attract stuff in a way. Now there's tons of people have made money that are fucking losers and, you know, got lucky with crypto or whatever yeah. it is. Don't get me wrong, but like, we're not really talking about those instances. No. And those guys attracted something in their own way. And like, and you know, they're doing, they're on their own path. It's not necessarily wrong or right or anything, but yeah, like I agree with that guy. It's like when you have that power of believing mm -hmm. in yourself, like you can't go wrong. You're you learn how to just be resourceful. Like right. you just learn how to, okay, what do I got? What can I, what can I make happen? And like yeah. going back to Andrew Tate and those guys, like I agree with a lot of that stuff too, they, but they, they're not perfect. Like that's not like, the end all be all is like they're just you, human. They're and that and you see and you see his limitations. Like when he says something stupid and he won't man up and admit, like, yeah, you know what? I was I was on one there. I was ranting or like I, I went too far with what I said there. I really don't even believe that. I, I feel like he doesn't he won't ever admit that. And it's just like, dude, that'd be really powerful of you if you just like admitted that you said something stupid. I guess he has lately. Like I read has, I, has he done that more? Yeah, he's starting to I think when he went to jail, like it really well then, well, then that's not, to me, I don't like that. that. That means his incentive is to not get thrown in jail again. No, I, I, what I meant by, and again, I'm, just, I'm not speaking for him, but sure. I'm just like, uh, it probably humbled him in a way. Okay. You know well, what I mean? Well, then that's growth. I mean, he's on this planet for growth. a reason. Yeah. Right, right. No one um, needs to be perfect. But yeah, that, yeah. That, I think that sounds awesome. Well, and to what you were saying, and I got to shout him again, Chris Clark, who wrote uh, Smooth Sailing for Hard Rocks. He talks about in that book, like you were saying earlier, you know, people identify with a certain political person. And if you even like them at all, you're, you're this and you're that. And, and like Chris was talking about his book, like, you know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater pretty much. Like everything is information. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, this, uh, I think he gives the example in a book where there's someone, uh, a crazy homeless person talking outside of a restaurant. Everyone's like, Oh, get away from me. But he starts saying some stuff that might make some sense. Like, hey, well, let me let me just listen to what he has to say. You know, you never know where little bits of information are going to come from. And something mm -hmm. that Andrew Tate says, I'm like, yeah, I, I I agree with that completely. And then he, the next sentence, he might say something I'm like, yeah, I'm not down with that. But I'm not. That doesn't mean like just because I agree with him that right. I'm like, you know, this is the way. Like, you know, everything you do is. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, and the reason well, we should such, do there's so much popularity with him is like it's a pendulum swinging like, mm -hmm. ultimately like you're saying take take what makes sense when it comes and you know there's so much information constantly going by and you like filter out stuff that doesn't make sense or you maybe don't understand or you don't agree with and mm -hmm. it's like but yeah there's i think there's um there was a thirst for an andrew tate and so he mm. he came to fruition right especially with a lot of the um i don't know political climate i i i i it was always my goal to grow up. I always saw like my parents and my friends' parents be like, oh, times are tough. This world is 
going down this shit or it's like, dude, they're saying that back when I was a kid. Yeah, and they're, like, saying it still. they're saying it now. It's like, I'm trying not to buy all that. It's like, dude, everything's still the same. Everything's still on course. It's like, I'm not going to buy that times are worse than they ever were. Like, what does that even mean anyway? It's, it's all relative. We're but all going to die anyway. <laughs> we do. We do. But yeah, man, like I, I think it was, it's part of, it's necessary for our, whatever our progression as a society is. Mm. It's like, yes, we are leading the world with anxiety and stuff like that, but maybe maybe that's part of something like everybody, we need to go through as a human species to learn how to like, oh, press pause. Like, let's get out of this rat race that has been consuming us for like 2000 years. Mm. And, you know, maybe it's just part of the process. Like who you get a fever when you, trying to get rid of a bug in your system. So, uh, so it's kind of like, maybe it's part of that. So it's like, you can't hate it, but like, you got to listen to it and I don't know, move forward. So yeah, I do think people like Andrew Tate's and stuff are necessary and very, yeah. Well, even, even take Trump, for example, yes. you know, it's like obviously a very strong talking point for many, like yeah. whether they love him or hate him, but it's like, like you just said, it made me, but maybe he was necessary. Absolutely. To create certain uh, realizations yeah. on things. Right. I mean, especially here in LA, man, like if you, it's almost like a witch hunt if you start supporting some of that stuff. And like, you know, and like p politics, I, I, well, my opinion on politics is as we identify ourselves with that political party. And so it's like, if anyone talks shit on your party, that they're talking shit on you. Yeah. So even if, and you're next thing you know, you're blanketly following somebody. You're not like, yeah. It's like, how can you just follow everything that guy's for? Like, it doesn't even and, make sense. And social media has made it way worse because, yeah. What I see is people just share memes all or share share Instagram posts all day, and maybe I'm being a little judgmental. And I I've, I've, I do it too. I, I you know maybe I've done it the same, but it's just like, do you even understand what it is you're putting out there? Right. Do right. you even understand and know the credibility of what it is you're posting? Do you even know? And, and that's the thing, man. I And I'll put myself included. There's a lot of stuff I don't know a lot about. So it's like when people are like, this is how it is. And blah, right. I'm like, nah, I don't think you're a political expert or you really understand economics or uh, foreign policy. Uh, all these things that you are, you, you take... It's all about headlines, headlines and talking points. Right. That's it. And it's like, if you're not on team red or team blue, screw you. And if you, know, if you say like, well, you know, hey, I'm more moderate. Yeah. Oh, pick a side. You Pussy. Know? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you don't know who you are. And it's like, no, I do know who I am. And I do know that, okay, what you guys are saying over here, that makes sense. Yeah. What you're saying over here, that makes sense. What you're saying over here is crazy, man. And what you're saying over here, I will have no. So it's like, why? But but the way that Joel was saying it when he was on the podcast, like it's set up in a way that it like can't work. Like you can't cram everything into two sides and expect that to be the answer to things. There has right. to be that bleed over. I think. Of, well, you know? I actually think it it is working. I mean, it, I I think. It wouldn't exist if it wasn't working or necessary. So I think it's serving some purpose that we maybe don't see entirely. Mm. Um, you're right. It generalizes everything either this way or this way. Mm. Um, but maybe that's what we need. Again, maybe that's what we need to, I don't know, until we can make 
ethical decisions or I don't know, be, being more of a, I don't know if it's a loving place or just being like a better state of mind to where we don't need that. But I think right as of now, I think it serves a purpose for our psychology, like this in group, out group type of thing to where we feel like we're part of something, but mm. in order to be part of something, there's gotta be another part that you're not part, like you're, so it's like almost, you have to have two sides in order to have that. Cause if everyone was on the same side, then it's like, how do you feel it's special or whatever until we can make ourselves feel special. I think it serves some sort of, I really do think it serves some sort of fundamental purpose. Oh, it's divide and conquer too, right? I mean, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does work. It, it does. Work. It does. And, um, and you know, and I, like I said, like I send some, some of these jokes and uh, memes to friends. Like I'm not posting them. I'm sending them yeah. back and forth to friends, but it's like, dude, do I really want to be swimming in that energy? Cause it's kind of like a, uh, it's I've like, done well, the same thing. You know, but it's funny that shit is like, especially yeah. if it's one you align with, and you're like, look oh. how ridiculous these idiots are acting. Like, let's that's LOL on them, you know. And this is what I do have to say about social media and Instagram. Like, th- this is one thing I gotta say. Both political sides or whatever they are, they all have funny stuff They're on them. Funny, dude. The internet, the 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 tagline, the internet wins again. The memes. I, I will say if as. Much as social media has brought out the stupidity in humanity, it has also showcased the creati- creativity and humor of humanity. I swear to you, dude. The trolls. Yeah. If so we good. got a message that an asteroid's hitting the earth in 60 minutes and it's over, dude, there's going to be joke memes within seconds. Yes. And they're going to be good. Yeah. They're going to be like reels and stuff like that. People are like, guess what? It's the end. You know, and it's, it's like... There's something beautiful about that. Isn't it? Yeah. There's something beautiful. I know that sounds really stupid, but I'm like- No, it's not. I think- Yeah, we all just want to laugh at the end of the day, man. <laughs> and it, and wouldn't it be great if it was, I guess, and I, I think that's ultimately the goal is where everyone can make fun of everybody. But like, it's at first, it's almost like you have to go through this like period where you almost have to cater to something because it's been too heavily made fun of. And, but eventually that would be the goal is everyone's getting made fun of equally. Cause I think that'd be a really safe space. It's like, oh, it's like, it's not personal. It's just like, right. dude, I got clowned on again. Yeah. Like trolls are funny, man. I consider myself a troll. Like I love <laughs> it. And like, but yeah, when a joke's good and if, if it's at my expense, it hurts. But like, I, I'll still be like, dude, that was a good one. It, it stings, but that was a good one. And you got hater love Trump. That guy's the king. He, uh, he's funny. Uh, I mean, dude, that he guy's lets it funny. fly. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is funny. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why he's so um, liked and revered in a sense. Like country aside, you look at the numbers, like so many people vote for him, so many people support him. But like, there's no doubt that he's not funny. Like the shit he says, you don't want, you wonder, it's like one of those guys that's like maybe not trying to be funny. Right. And it's like, it just is funny. You're like, did he just say that? Yeah. Like yeah. That, that's my type of humor too, is like the, the absurd, saying that absurd thing, but like not give it, not caring. It's and, just like, and it wow. goes both ways. And I'll just use him again as an example, because there's been some things he said where I'm like, that's genuinely funny. Like yeah. what he said. And then there's been some things he says where I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what? How could you even say that? You know, but it's it's. He's he's definitely a liability. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> That's a good point. But he's kind of like um, he's interesting. Mm. He's extremely interesting, and he's opened this um wave for celebrities to become. Pol- I obviously like Schwarzenegger did it, and other people have too. Yeah, but like, I guess Ronald Reagan. 
Yeah, like, you're yeah. right. You're right. But like, as far as pre- but he was was he ever? But not to like, I don't know about like Trump's celebrity level. Well, like then I think that we're going to see more of that. Yeah. Who knows? The like, Rock, the Rock, or, someone or somebody's like going to be running for uh, yeah. president, and they're like, "Well, shit, Trump did it." And then, yeah, I, no joke, dude. I'm not kidding. The morning after Trump had won, I was still living in Vegas. What would that have been? 2007, 16, 17, whatever it was. It should have been 14, wasn't it? No, 2015 would have been the election in 2016, 17, 18, 19. I, somewhere within whatever. there. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, dude, I, I, for some reason, this is still very clear in my mind. I remember driving to work that day and thinking anything is possible because no one thought he would win. Like, right. no one really thought he would win. Right. And it's like, I'm like, he just beat a very seasoned person that was meant to have the throne, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And won. I'm like, if he can do that, there's no excuse. Right. I can do anything. <laughs> and in a way that's inspiring because you're, inspiring. you're like, anytime someone proves to you that like, hey, what you expect to happen or, you know, always happens when it doesn't happen, you're like, oh, there's always alternatives here. Yeah. So yeah. That's a, yeah. And there's that's like, oh, point. you forget that when you don't see the alternatives, you forget that they're there. So when mm-hmm. someone like refreshes that, you're like, holy smoke. Like, that makes you re rethink everything yeah and you know what you know what uh tim dylan a comedian he said something that uh it's funny how the comedians now is where we go to get actual good political commentary because everyone else is too afraid of getting canceled because and they are getting yeah yeah, and he said this is back when you know biden and trump were running and it was just good which again when we hit november here it's Mm -hmm. all gonna start getting fired up again uh He's just like, you people are arguing, disowning family members off of people you've never even met right. before uh, and don't know anything. All you know of them is what the headlines are telling you. Like, I don't think to a degree we really know a lot of what's happening. Now, look, there's some people out there that do their full research and maybe they do have a really good idea. But it's like I'm talking about the masses here, the mass amount of arguments that are happening. Both sides really don't know what the heck they're talking. I I really don't think. Yeah. Again, like I don't think the issues aren't the issue. It's literally it becomes a personal thing. Yeah. And that's all it is. Teams. It's just my team against your team. Bears and Packers. Am I important? You you aren't more important than me. Like I, I think it's all a psychology thing. And until we like literally evolve out of that type of thinking in our yeah. brain, like it's just gonna keep repeating and you know, be hilarious the whole time. But yeah, when that's that's the point I was getting to earlier when I was saying like how we're spending our time. It's like we're 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 at this. Yeah, you can develop the iPhone 28, but it's like it's not evolving us mm. to a higher form of consciousness and communication. And I think if there are beings from other planets i probably think they are probably so much more advanced and like they probably would have would, to be if they're traveling yeah they would have to we, be we they aren't probably would like see that. us and be like they really kill each other and do over this like that's so primitive see you know? i don't i 
I, I see where you're coming from. I think they'd look at it as like, oh, they're just at that stage of their existence. I, I think they'd, they'd understand it because they probably would have went through it Maybe too they've or already something. Been through that. It's like, yeah, they're looking at us like, oh, those guys are elementary. Mm. Like, you know, those are like the little, those are like little five-year-olds down there playing Playing with on the playground. Yeah, yeah. Like that, I think that's how they look, but they wouldn't be like judging us because they themselves are above it. So I think as like, as if we do, obviously not in our life spot time, um, but evolve out of that to where it's like, oh, okay, then I think we'd be very understanding of all this mm, stuff and be like, oh, process. yeah, it's like, it's literally, and then, you know, the iPhones and shit, I agree with you. It's like not doing things, but eventually it's going to keep raising anxiety to the point where shit breaks and then we're forced to change. Cause like, that's when change happens mm. is when things just get so ridiculous. So you're like, time out, we got to change. And then I don't know. So maybe it's all just part of the plan of, mm. That's just my belief, but yeah. you never really know. Dang, man. We're going places tonight. Surfing. Love it. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been doing that for? Started during the pandemic. That Always wanted to surf. Um, started that fall of the pandemic. So I missed the spring and summer because um, I tried to surf in the spring and I cracked a rib. And so I was out oh. scared. <laughs> did you buy your own surfboard starting out? Or yeah, you- I bought one off uh, OfferUp. So yeah, that's a big passion of mine. That's my main form of exercise. I go on average three or four times a week. You go a lot. I go a lot. That's my you are you are living the true California experience, by the and way. And man, I'm so thankful for that because I didn't. You know, the first I was, I, we were here two years before mm-hmm. pandemic. It's mm-hmm. like it's like, dude, I'm in California. How am I not surfing? Like surfing's so cool. Like why did I not do it? So I'm so thankful for that opportunity. Mm. And then for like Kathleen, who's my acting teacher, who invited me to start surfing with her. And then now I still surf with her, but then I surf with my uh, my best bud out here, Dallas. So like we went today and just laughed. I mean, surfing and laughing. Then we get coffee afterwards, which I never drank coffee until recently. And like lattes. Oh, so you are drinking some coffee lattes. now. Lattes. I love a good latte. What type of latte? Uh, my favorite one's called like this Avena. It, um, it's like special to this one coffee shop. I usually do like a vanilla or I'll try something nice. I'm getting bougie, bro. Like if you take me to Starbucks. You're so LA, man. You take me to Starbucks, like, dude, this shit, like something's off with it. It's too sugary or it's just too fake tasting. Oh, yeah, there's dump sugar in it, yeah. You go to Starbucks for sugar, not caffeine. Um, (laughs) Dude, I'm honestly thinking about, I'm doing research. I want to get like a nice espresso machine. I think I might start a little cart. I'm going to call it Primo. Primo coffee, although I want to be more espresso than coffee. So I don't know if that name's going to work. But I want to like go to some of these sets I'm working on. But yo, yo, Primo's gonna set up over here, dude. I'll make you guys some genius. drinks, and then you know, drinks cost like seven or eight bucks now. It's like I want to be that guy charging seven, eight bucks for a lot craft latte. So that's kind of my goal. I think that'd be fun. Like I, I enjoy it. I think it's creative, and yeah, that'd be that'd be fun. So that's something I'm toying with right now. Dude, I love this because I'm learning so much. Well, and so back to the surfing real yeah, quick. Yeah, surfing. Like, yeah, sorry. No, but no, I think that's. I mean, it sounds like it's just. It's not just the surf. It's just like the experience of it. Probably going down there. Well, you go early morning too. Have to if otherwise. How traffic. early do you go? Um, typically, I used to leave around like five thirty. Now I've been leaving around six fifteen. Um, traffic's we, gonna. Traffic's not too bad. But and you go to Marina Del Rey a lot, or where typically? Do you go? But man, like I think it's hindering my uh, growth. I th- I think I need a little more consistent of a wave because I'm at the point where I'm like on shorter boards and I want to like learn how to do like all the cool like turns and spins and stuff. 
and I need a little bit more of a consistent wave um, that isn't just crashing. And that's what we see mostly there. So uh, Dallas and I have been talking about this. Like we want, we've been going to Huntington more. Going, um, I want to start going up to Ventura more too, mm. and then maybe even Malibu, even though it's so crowded. Mm. And what is your, what do you like most about surfing? Great question. I would say it's the, um, the surrender that you're you're forced to do because this ocean is so big, so powerful. It just it has its way with you, and it's great because you can't resist it. So then you learn not to resist it. Like oh, oh I'm going. Like I'm doing three flips right now. Like because this thing's crashing on me. You ball up. You maybe scrunch your face a little bit, but other than that, you don't fight at all, and you just let it take you, and you're pretty much always okay so far. Um, you you know you learn how to do the fall on like a higher percentage way of you know, less likely of getting hurt. But yeah, man, like the ocean just takes you. Learning it, learning to respect it, mm. um, learning like hey, like oh, I know this wave, I know what it's about to do right now. It's like I better bail now or like. I think I can take this. It's about to develop into something great. Just, it just forces you a, a presence, so, so to speak. Well, and as someone told me recently, uh, learn how to ride the wave, don't fight the current. Because you, yeah, you, you, not you in surfing terms, but just like just in life in general. So I'm just trying to compare it. Right. Like you're saying, you just got to surrender to it and right. ride that wave. Yeah, man, I feel, I'm very thankful for surfing. I feel like it's gotten me in probably the best shape I've ever been in my life. I'm just going to say this publicly and on, dude, you're in phenomenal shape. Thank man. you, man. Yeah. It, um, <laughs> it's fascinating, dude. There was a time where, um, and I was hoping we'd talk about um, fitness a little bit. Let's talk about what have you, yeah, what have you been doing? What's well, been it's your pretty, secret? man, honestly, I had my whole life I would try to lift. And I, I think I can't get over the mental barrier there. Like, some, it just wasn't working for me. I tried different routines. Maybe I was, you know, not, doing the right supplements or not. Mm -hmm. I, I always felt it was a mental thing where I'm like, put that extra five pounds on there all of a sudden I can't do it. It's like, wait, like that five pounds shouldn't make that big of a difference. So anyways, surfing's got me in the best shape and it's the paddle, man. And it's all about a, an effective paddle. And it took me forever to find it. Um, I stumbled across it my that first fall I did it because we were surfing a lot. And I'm like, oh, this, this, I'm like, I'm, really fucking flying on my paddle now. And all of a sudden I'm like, dude, I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm like, let me go see what happens if I run. And I used to run four miles a lot. Mm -hmm. And you know, my first mile would be like 6.30, second one, 6.40, then 6.45, and then back down to like 6.40. That'd be like average. It's pretty solid. That was good to start out with. Um, then after all that, I'm like, let me just see what happens if I run now. It's like first mile, 6.11. Sex, second one, 6.15. Next one, like 6.20. And then like last one, like 6.12. This is all in a row. And then, yeah, I, it's a four mile run. And like, you know, I'm just paying attention to what each mile um, split or whatever it's called it. And I'm like, and I wasn't even running then. So I'm like, so whatever this surfing's doing for me, it's changing like my whole body. Like all of a sudden I'm running faster and I've never been able to run that fast. Um, then I went home for Christmas and lost that. Um, I'm like, oh, it's cool. I'll just go. As soon as I get back to LA, I'll just start surfing again and get it right back. It's like, no, man. It's and it's almost taken me a year and a half now just to kind of get that back. And I and what I think it is, I think it's all just how effective your paddle is. Mm -hmm. And I would try different things, like trying to like erect the the back and all this stuff. And it's like literally very important to utilize and bring in as many muscles as you can, especially in the core. And I think that's kind of what I've stumbled across. 
two years ago and then I lost it because when I came back after like that two and a half week break because mm -hmm. I, I go home for Christmas because yeah. like the whole industry shuts down out here and I love being home um yeah so it and it, it's so I always so to me it's always like this like okay let's see if uh what can I tweak with my paddle today or what can I tweak with like my pop-up today like it's this concept of like what's the most effective and efficient way to do this and like, I love watching the really good surfers I'm like dude how the hell are they doing that it's so inspiring because it lets you know what's possible. Mm. But yeah, so that that's my main workout now. It's like I just don't get that much out of um, lifting, or I guess I just don't. I just get better results from surfing. So it's like, why you why? found your thing? That's my thing, yeah. yeah. And so then I do run. I still do run. I'm in the running club at the Venice Run Club, which I love. So I'll drive out to Venice on Wednesday nights and run. Cause I love it. It's like a huge mob, 700 people running together. You have a great LA life, man. Like you really, like uh, the more I've learned about you and I love how you're just uh, like, you're so dedicated to film and what you're doing with that. But then like you, you have a life outside of all that too. Well, I try, that's, I try. That's what I think is very interesting about you as well. Cause I think, you know, even myself included, it's like you get so stuck in certain projects or things of way and being, it's like, it's important to go do stuff outside of what it is you're actually trying to do. And that's one thing I, I really think that's cool about you. The surfing, the, when you told me about the running club the other, I'm like, you're in the what? Yeah. <laughs> so what do you guys do? You guys just meet up and you just run the yeah. beach or? Well, Wednesday, they have like a whole lap. Dude, it's so funny. I think it's probably going to get shut down soon because it's uh, too big. Uh, like we're talking 700 people. It's a lot of people. And so you got this mob. And I noticed last week, like we actually took, a full lane on Washington Avenue. Like we took it. Like we were just running down the street. All the cars, it's a two, it's a four-way street. And uh like so one of the one of the directions, they all had to like mm -hmm. all pile into one lane because we're just this giant mob just floating around. People are running in front of lights and stuff. So like it's Yeah, that might get shut down quick. <laughs> I think so. It's and it, it, that's natural for anything yeah. that, as it gets so big, like new rules start applying. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I love it. You're around like a lot of like attractive people and that like really forces you like, oh, I want to, I want to go. People uh, that take their fitness seriously. Yeah. yeah. And you and it pushes you like, I want it, like I can beat that guy or like, no way I'm going to let this guy beat me on this last mile. I'm like, I got it. I got it. Fuck you. You know? And it's just like, is I love it, it. Is there a big social aspect of Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Like, yeah. Go to the um, Baja Cantina afterwards. <laughs> they got like a happy hour. Do they have $6 beers? <laughs> they got seven dollar margaritas, but no six dollar beers. Inside joke between you and yeah, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and I love that too. Like that's my favorite. That's one of my favorite parts as well. Going out afterwards, and and you know I've only been doing this for a month, but like trying to meet different people, and yeah. And I, I appreciate you sacrificing one of those tonight. No to problem, do man. Like, like I, there's plenty more Wednesdays coming up. Yeah, but yeah, it sounds like a. Well, it's good to hear that there's stuff out there like that. You know, it's, and that's, that's, a, that's a one thing I got to say about it. And I'm sure a lot of major cities, but LA in particular, like one thing I love most about here is there's literally something for everybody. Right. There's, I mean, I'm sure there's clubs and groups of so many different things that we have, and there's probably good amount of people. It's just like, it's, it's very, it's funny how here, like it's very easy as big as it is, it's very easy to put yourself in your own bubble here. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like it, and you easily can, but like like you said, there's a lot of opportunity to not be in that bubble. And maybe that's something I'm gonna do, man, not joining the running club per se, but I wanna go hit all the museums out here. I've only been to like 
the Getty. <laughs> I'd be interested in joining you for if you want a company for some of those. Like I've been really wanting to yeah, go up. So sure. I think it's the the Reagan one up the the one in oh, Simi Valley. The, the Reagan Library. I want to yeah, go. I heard to it's that. phenomenal. Yeah, and they have some cool um, things that go through there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I I'm interested in that too. California Science Museum. Uh, there's the Mocha, the Broad, all these things. I'm like, man, I, I got some day trips ahead, you know, to go check out. Yeah. This. And just absorb it, like just absorb. Because it's funny, like even when you, when you travel for work and stuff like that, yes, you can go do things after work and check out some things, which is cool. But it's not, I feel like having the opportunity now to just on a random Tuesday yes. be like, hey, I'm going to go check out this museum. There's no time limit or schedule. I'm just going to go down. Maybe I'll get a latte. Yeah. Dude, maybe I will, maybe I won't. These but lattes are great. You can get them decaf, by the way. I'm a matcha green latte. Dude, guy. those are great too. I, love I, them. I get those as well. Um, I actually had a comment on that about the because uh, I've gone in phases with coffee and that. Now I'm back on uh, uh, herba mates. Oh, what's it called? I just mud water. They're, oh, they're not, I, I, yeah, they're not sponsoring this show, but I, I, but I will tell you this. I take Magic Mind. Magic Mind's- That's with the mushrooms in it? The uh, nootropics, um, adaptogens. Uh, I think it has some mushroom stuff in there. I'm not quite sure, but it's it's uh, it's legit. Like mm. I, that one's, and that's just enough, because I feel like coffee, I don't get me wrong. I love a good cup of coffee. And when you haven't had a cup of coffee in months and you have a cup of coffee, it's an experience. Yeah. Sometimes too intense. It's just that caffeine. It's a lot of caffeine, yes. man. It's a lot of caffeine. So as I think with lattes and stuff, I think maybe it's a little more, I don't know if it has as much caffeine. It's, it's interesting because like I've noticed, I don't drink coffee as much. I drink the, the espressos in mm -hmm. it and it's you know concentrated, condensed more, but I find it leaves my body faster than coffee. Mm. Like if I drink coffee, I need 12 hours before I can sleep, which yeah. is- at least right now, maybe once my caffeine tolerance goes up, but with espresso, I probably only need like seven. Yeah. So it's like, and I still probably wouldn't have one afternoon. I would go decaf, but yeah, man, like I'm all about it. Um, I, and I don't want to be dependent on anything. Exactly. So that's what I actually have had that thought today. I'm like, you know what? I've been having a lot of these lattes, um, which I know is expensive, but like, I really do enjoy it. And I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what, man, like, I want to do what I enjoy. Fuck the $7, $7.50, because I give him a 50 cent tip. Uh, fuck the $7.50, man. Like, I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm going to be okay. Um, but yeah, I was thinking I'm going to start getting them decaf just for like, you know, week on, week off, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a smooth move. And I mean, this, this sounds so simple, what we're talking about, but it's very important. I can't remember. Was it Daniel and I that were talking about? He was talking about food overseas and how they don't. They they know how to enjoy their food. Yeah, we're here in America. We just have mega portions of everything. Like that had to be Dan. And that, I think it was Daniel. That's yeah. me and a tea man. Like I um I I had a doctor tell me it's like my uh, like my red the redness on my face mm -hmm. is from just years of overeating. And I'm really and I'm like overeating. I'm like I'm like kind of skinny. It's like no. He's like kind of like he's like well instead of getting fat like you get you get that and mm. so. And so actually coffee has been helping me curb my appetite to where I'm really not even eating until 11 or noon, even after surfing. Like, it, you know, you get a hundred or so calories. It does suppress hunger. From, yeah. So I've, I've been enjoying it, man. I've been feeling really happy and really good with my eating and I'm sure things will shift, but. 
Well, and the yeah, no, exactly. And the point I was there's seasons. You know, maybe you're into lattes right now, yeah. but then maybe a few months from now, you're like, you know what? I'm really on this this tea right now. Yeah, this this herbal tea, and then then you're on to something else. And I think I agree with you too. Like, there are certain things that are worth it to you. Yeah, like some person might say, you are spending how much on yeah. a latte? Do the math. But it doesn't matter because it's your personal experience, and for you, the money doesn't. And I have a lot of things like that. Some people would look at me and go, you spend that much on that? You know, for example, I love a good grass-fed ribeye steak. They are not cheap. Yeah. But I love them and I will eat them. Yeah. Um, Trader Joe's. That's probably the cheapest one. Yeah. Trader Joe's and Sprouts have about 15 15 bucks. bucks, Yeah. Whole Foods, it's maybe a couple bucks more. Um, Might be fresher at Whole Foods. But to me, I'm getting premium nutrition. I enjoy it. I feel good eating it. Um, to me, it's worth it. Someone like, oh, I, you know, it's way too much money, and this, that, and the other. It's like, yeah, and I used to be at that mindset yeah. too. But you're almost, you're almost kind of screwing yourself. There's a couple different ways to, you know, boost ourselves up here. It's like, a, you're saying like, uh, let me tell this story. This is so yeah, fucking tell funny. It. So I'm working as a production assistant, PA, and uh, the art department for some indie. Hallmark movie mm-hmm. and then I'm going out with my boss and his boss is like she was like hey you guys go get lunch because we're having lunch here you guys are out on the run you guys are making runs like go get something like you know keep it keep it you know under 20 or something so we go to like tender greens and like we're ordering you know pretty much anything in LA it's like 18 bucks like, oh at especially least. At tender. At so least. I get that and like you know we're going through and I'm like damn man that um that kombucha drink looks kind of good I'm like that'll get me like you know, I'd be like 23 bucks. So, and you know, I'm like, it's like that. Ah, I guess I don't need it. And he, he looks at me, my boss, he's like, do you think you're worth 23 bucks? And I'm like, yeah, I, I'd like to think so. He's like, he's like, then get the kombucha. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, I'm like, what about the cookie? You know, that's like two, an extra two bucks. He's like, no, nah, you don't need the cookie. But long story short, like what was funny about it, I told my friends that, and they always did laugh. Like, are oh, you think you're worth 23 bucks? It's cause I was so worried about going over 20. And it's just like, dude, fuck that extra three bucks. No one's gonna go poor, and they're gonna, and you're gonna say multiply that times a hundred times, or for your ribeye, mm-hmm. it's like, it's I, not that much. Well, mm-hmm. even what no, even what Andrew Tate says, he's like, all right, so yeah, you're, you're not gonna do your. He had he had a a, a skit on this or a, a video, and he's like, you're not gonna save your way into being rich. That like, is so true. what are you gonna do with that seven bucks um, times a hundred? So seven hundred bucks. What are you gonna do with that in a year? It's like, are you gonna buy something that's gonna like uh, some sort of asset that appreciates, or maybe you just put it in your like IRA and you know it's making its percentage, and it's like you're not gonna see it till you're like sixty. It's like, dude, then by then, it's like, enjoy your fucking life. Get that seven dollar latte if you need to. Like, who gives a fuck at the end of the day? Yeah, no, and then also too, it goes to not only from like. A nutritional standpoint, like if I'm talking about the ribeye, it's just how I feel. If I feel good right. and I'm seeing benefit, that to me is an investment in my productivity. Like I'm physically benefiting from eating this quality of food. I've I've always been a huge proponent. And a lot of people who know me know, like I, I love going to the grocery store. Like I love it. Like a lot yeah. of people hate going. Yeah. Dude, I go to the grocery store on average probably three to four times a week. Oh, you get a little, that's like European style. You just go for what you need. Yeah. Yep. Love that. Yep. I don't go and like stock up big time. And I don't know, but yeah, I actually was able to walk to the, uh, it's, it's a little bit of a hike. It's a hike, but to the Trader Joe's here in Toluca Lake and 
Dude, I walked there. I walked through. It was on a sunny day. It was. I had the. Uh, I ended up buying two of the. It's right over there. The uh, reusable bag. Oh yeah, yeah. Responsible. And, I like that. Yeah, and dude, I I filled it up, and I just had both of them, and we got was getting a workout in. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. I like being able to just go and walk in my neighborhood and pick up some food, and actually, like, I like the process too of going in there and right. All right, what am I going to cook for dinner tonight? I need this. I need this. And okay, maybe I'll get tomorrow's dinner too. And this, this, and this. All right, when we need dinner for three days from now, I'll come back. Do, you know, talking what? to the workers. Yeah, it's just a vibe, man. It's, it's an, an experience. experience. Yeah, that makes me think of like that winning energy. It's like you're in a winning energy when you're doing that. You're mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, I got this money. There'll be more money. I don't need to be penny pinching. Like I can. I am." worthy enough to have a good experience right now mm. it's like who cares like financially yeah someone could be like telling you to like pinch all this and then so it's like well what life are you living and what's going to change at that destination when you have x amount of money that's compounded into this like uh, then you're going to start living your life no you just spent 70 years living this very frugal like afraid to show that you're worthy to yourself, which is the only person that really matters, is like showing being there for yourself. Like, well, and, and to, I mean, I'm biased, but I agree with that. I, I think that's the the truth. So I, I support you doing that. I mean, within moderation. Well, yeah, no, yeah, no, you, you're you're right. And then also on top of that, um, one thought I've been having lately. Now, look, there's a difference. There's a difference of being irresponsible and right. There is reckless with money, and you, yeah, you probably shouldn't buy that <laughs> type right. of thing. But then there's also like the realization that you have it now. This is something either you want to do, you want to go on a trip, you want to get that new piece of camera equipment, you want to get you you have the money now, and it's not you're not gonna starve if you get it. Right. It's like, what's the point if you're not gonna get it? It's like like kind of what you're saying. Yes, you could keep saving it and saving it. And I'm not the guy to listen to for any <laughs> financial or economic advice. But again, I think it's about a balance. I think you do need to put away for a rainy day and set yourself up. But I also think like you can't hoard it all. You can't. And you know, I am going to contradict myself here. Like there, I do, I have noticed that if I give, if I let an idea of something I want to buy breathe for like a week or two, often I won't be, I won't buy it. Cause I'll be like, I'm like, oh, I'm so dead set that I need yeah. that lens or like i need this thing and then so i wait two weeks i give myself a two-week yeah. timeout which is part of the discipline and then i'm like oh i don't need that and yeah. uh, i'm glad i waited so like there is a constant battle and there's sometimes where i'm out i like, having so much fun with my friends after surfing and you know i, I drink a little bit faster than everybody so my latte's done i'm like i should get a second it's like no man only one you like, know it's funny but I, that yeah. temptation's fucking there yeah. so it's like you're constantly always battling mm-hmm. so you do have to set some systems you need to know yourself enough but that is it is a, it is a thing but like moderation and self-control really right right know? so it's there it's part of it and i understand the other side of the argument but like if you feel really good about your decisions you'll you'll know your instincts yeah. will kick in but yeah. you'll feel guilty if you did something stupid you're like oh, i don't feel great about that i'll, I'll give an example and uh, i'm not one of these people like me i'm not really into cars like not to say i wouldn't drive a nice car one day um but i've seen people who saved all their money or um or just really love cars and they get a really decked out car and they're not cheap they're really really expensive and it's like 
to me, I, I wouldn't have done that. I would have probably put it in X, Y, Z, but then I realize, and I think about, I'm like, well, that means something to them. Right. So they don't care about the price. Like when it means like what you're saying, right. it feels good to them to do that. Who am I? To, it's like, yeah, that's what they're into. Right. Some people will look at, you know, doing podcasts and spending all your time right. and resources on that. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, are you making any money off of this? Do you know, do you have any big sponsors? I'm like, no, not at all. Just no. doing and it. If you can proudly respond like that, like, no, man, not yet, but I'm going to. And if you like, if, and if you aren't beating yourself up, like, dude, that shit will come. And, I and believe that. Yeah, no. Yeah. And even, and even, and this is the thing even being okay if it doesn't yeah Ooh, even better like i might be on episode 160 one day and still not have a dime from this and but but to me this is where i do see uh alex hermazi had said this when he was doing his podcast like he was contributing to the greater library of society if mm. you will like again there's tons of podcasts everywhere but you and i have our own unique relationship that we are capturing in this thing that's going to go on the internet again maybe a hundred people watch but who knows maybe out of that hundred maybe a couple like really take an idea from it that they were yeah oh yeah that was a good because that's how i work with podcasts like i i'll listen i and i'm, I'm a long form guy like i i listen to a lot i'll break it up i don't do it all sure, in sitting but sure. i'm telling you man there's been several podcasts where i listen it's similar bring it up, books. A lot of times when you read a book, there's about one to two really great things yeah, you might take from yeah. it. Similar to podcasts. I might right. listen to a podcast. You know what? That person said something and something just clicked. They said it in a way, again, me right. contradicting myself. Yeah. Like Maybe everyone's saying the same thing, but some people say it in different ways where it just for some reason I get it mm. when they say it. So again, I'm going around in circles, but like whatever floats your boat, people, whatever you want to do, you do you. If you're not harming anyone else and it's what you're into, even if you are harming somebody, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yeah. Or for me, I think my experience with that is like, uh, something will maybe stand out, but I forget that I saw it and then something will happen in real life. And then I'll be like, Oh, it makes me think of what so-and-so wrote in that book or what so-and-so said on that interview or podcast or whatever and it's just it is it's part of the greater thing it's like we don't need to have everything figured out like your your intuition will kick in if you're doing something you shouldn't be like and Mm. if you're somewhat in with it and like checking in with yourself be like you know what Mm. this doesn't feel right anymore Mm. like let me let me pivot or let me at least investigate pivoting yeah 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 dude i love that that's so good what Man, we've been talking a while. I, um, I know. It's that time, isn't it? It's, <laughs> Wrap it's up this time. edit, bro. No, 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 <laughs> man. Gonna, yeah, you're going to be editing it. So I know. It's, I know. <laughs> I know. That's a, it's going to be interesting editing yourself. Isn't I know. It? It's going to be nothing but reaction shots of you. <laughs> yeah, you just put the camera on me the whole day. Dude, no, you've been great. Dude, this has been such a treat. Uh, I'm, so, I'm so happy that this has happened the way it's happened. Um, and I'm not closing out completely yet, but I just want to, so I say, I've told this story a million times on here, but I mean, just, and I thought about this the other day, like I was just thinking about how one decision or one interaction can change the trajectory of your life. And when you came over, when you texted me that day 
I just so happened to be home. And you're like, hey, I'm dropping something off for Eric. Can I drop? He's not home. Can I drop it off with you? And I'm like, cool, yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, man, I haven't talked to Eric Sarich in a while. That'll be cool to see him. You come in and you just make one comment. You're just like, oh, yeah, you got a pretty good setup to do your podcast now. And I'm like, I do and, this. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, you're like, yeah, I shoot those. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, and I knew you did sound and stuff, but you, you'd be like, no, like I do the sound, the shooting, I do it all. And this is right after, and he will be coming on soon, Nick Osborne's episode where I was just trying to do everything myself and it just was a disaster. Like, camera, it's just, it's just too much. At least the way I was doing it. I'm sure there's people that have better setups that can do it, but I'm just like, I, I need help with this. Or I just need to go back to doing you this had on, that thought or, or i did oh yeah i'm like i need help with this or i need to be doing these on zoom I, I, again because there's just i love doing in person but this is just too it's taking away from the experience right right because i'm stopping every 10 minutes because the camera battery's dying yeah or some you know what i mean so and when, i remember we had a conversation i'm just like Hey man, I'd be interested in uh, us working together on one or whatever. And then um, it was like three to four weeks later, we finally, I think it was December 7th, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Eric Charles Jorgensen, yeah. his next door was on for episode 50. Wow, right before this Christmas break or whatever. Right before yeah. Christmas break. So, man, we're, we've been working together. Shoot, it'll be going on a year in December. Because so. what I was dropping off was his wheelchair, because I was the, um, I was the the blind kid from Dumb and Dumber. That's so good. Pretty bird, pretty bird, pretty bird. That was my Halloween costume, yeah. and so I used that. And then I needed to drop off the, the wheelchair. How many people got that, by the way? When Not you... many. I had to show the picture, <laughs> but uh, they're like, "That's kind of fucked up." And I was like, "Yeah." And I really leaned into it. I had a good yeah. time. Yeah. Um, it was actually a big hit at the party for some people. <laughs> for the other people, they were kind of pissed off. But you know. You break a few eggs and you make an omelet. <laughs> <laughs> so you drop it off. And I, yeah, I remember it. And this is the thing, man. Like, And look, you can probably attest to this. You've worked with a lot of people. I've worked with a lot of people, mainly back in Vegas when it came to creative projects. And I, I worked with people out here to some extent. But it's like, it's, it's how do I say this? It's kind of like a first date in a way. What is the when first, you work together with someone time, on a project yeah. for the first yeah. time? And, and you know, it's like, but man, like from day one working with you, I'm like, oh, this, this is going to work. Like this, this is a, because it's not just having someone that can do what it is that you're, you're trying to do. How well do you work with them? How well do they communicate? Like there, there's so many more layers to mm -hmm. it. And dude, you are so brilliant at what you do and so great at what you do. And this is just one of the things you do. Like right. that's the thing. That's why I want you to come on because, yeah, you, you you're doing film and audio, but dude, you're an actor, you're a surfer, you're writing a book, you're in a running club, you're directing a feature film. Like there's so many things you do. So, uh, it's been a true blessing, man. I, I really uh, view you and I's work together as a gift. It was, and it, we're still it's working. It's not that we're stopping, but I'm just like, this has truly been a gift that I never would have guessed, ever. Right. Like I couldn't couldn't have predicted. Me either, this. man. Well, dude, like you said, you used to rehearse. I did too. I used to rehearse in here. I didn't know this was going to become my home. <laughs> and then yeah, I'd be right? shooting a podcast, and yeah. I'm sitting in the exact spot where I was laying in bed for six months with a. It's just crazy. You just so like what you were saying with like 
energy and stuff like you don't know. And similar to where I'm saying where I'm at now, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm, I'm really glad you said what you said about the energy. Yeah, man. Just being in that energy. That's all you and it's need. Gonna, everything will unfold. And, um, and I guess I, I wanted to bring it to you too. Uh, I, one question I did have for you. Why, why do you, what is, how do I say? Out of all the things you do, is there a favorite? And if so, why? And if not, if they're all equal playing field, whether it's directing, whether it's acting. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the the one thing that I, I've always wanted to do, this playing music thing. That's the, that's mm. that phantom I've been chasing. Mm. That's that thing I couldn't have, but it's like always been like within my hand. I mean, we're, we're talking literally, I'm, it's tough to draw a line where like, if you have a guitar in your hand, does that count as an hour? But like, we're talking tw close to 20,000 hours regardless. It's like, that's a significant portion of my life. Like we're talking, I'd be practicing eight to 12 hours a day wow. stuff. And uh, to not have that, it's, there's like this feeling of like, I, I want that and I probably need it too much, but like, I'm going to figure it out. So that's, that's probably number one, just because I, it's just like this thing that's always been dancing around in my mind and I could never quite have. So that's, that's my number one thing. And I, I still, yeah, I get, I don't know if enjoy is the right word, but I definitely love it in some sort of sick way. But I also really see it as like this puzzle of my life, mm. this thing, um, I've cried over it. I've, probably I've cried over that more than any, any of those other things, you know? Mm. So it's just, it's the most, it has the most visceral feeling for me. Mm. So I'm going to say that's number one. Maybe one day once I satisfy that itch and start playing, I'm like, okay, you know what, Eric, you've done this. And then you can, you can rest, you can rest that hat, you, you know, take those it. boots off, release it into the atmosphere and move on to these other things, then maybe something else will become my, mm. my like number one muse or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it. That's dope, man. Well, man, brother, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, before you have the last word, as you know, we always do, how can the people get a hold of you? How can they find you, check you out? Instagram is Eric Sarich. Um, you can click or you can see how it's spelled because I'm going to put it on there. Um, uh, by the way, all those nice things you're saying to me, those that is entirely mutual, like back mm. at you. Feelings entirely mutual. I am so thankful. And like, it, I couldn't have picked this either or uh, mm. imagined it or anything. It just is what it is. And I'm just, it feels right. It feels good. Mm. Um, wherever this goes, like, this is going to be something I always look back at fondly, um, yeah. regardless of like five years from now or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. I don't know. There's a good energy with this thing. So I, I wish you the best luck. And I, I think things are just getting better and better. Yeah. And I really do enjoy listening to the podcast. I'm starting to see it more. I can see this as like the t Sam Devers talk show. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, cause at first I'm like, what is this about? Like what, what's going on here? It's like, no, I'm seeing it. You're so interested in people. You're so patient. You're um, encouraging. Mm -hmm. See so you, you. Yeah. So just wanted to, um reciprocate some of that no thank you and yeah it's probably inner i'm very always and everything you always say like 
Um, especially like when I'm like, what do we use for the decoration? I'm like, oh, we're going to put that up there. I'm like, of course. And then now you got the headphones yeah. on. It. it makes sense. And it's like, but you've sat in so many of these and edited so many of these. If anyone has a deep perspective on this podcast, it's you. <laughs> and I'm still learning each one. Like even yeah. little things with the mic placements. It's like, how yeah. can I get rid of that little echo? Yeah. And that's one thing that I think we can share for anyone watching or listening that is doing a project. That's one thing I love about your and I's workflow is uh, we improve every episode. Yeah. We, 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 we um, learn every learn episode. every episode. Yeah. Like we go, hey, last time we did it like this. What if we did it like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, We're not like, afraid. And you're, yeah, yeah. And it's like, and, and when you have that, and then like they told us at Playoffs West, everything's a rehearsal. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, I'm sure you'll edit this one and be like, oh man, you know what? I should. <laughs> Next time we should probably do. You well, know? what's great about that is like, oh, I was babbling right there, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I get the edit back. I'm like, Eric, it's only 30 minutes long, <laughs> <laughs> and it's all of me. <laughs> No, uh, man. You're this is this is a great episode. Yeah, this is um, great. Seventy five, baby. That's a that's a big episode. Hell yeah! I had to have a big guest for that one. No, actually. well, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank, I, thanks for making me do. It. I was like kind of uh, bashful about it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, as you know, I always give the guests the last word. What do you want to leave us with? I was thinking about this earlier. I'm like, what am I going to leave them with? What, what are we going to leave them with? Um, I, all right, I think I'm going to say everyone needs a good friend like a really good friend and that really good friend's job is to teach you how to love yourself. Like they're so, like, they show you by example, by how they treat you so well that you can be like, Oh, I can treat myself like that. Cause I've, again, that's my thing is like, sometimes we could be not so friendly to ourselves. Mm. So that's that. I love it, man. Any other last words? Did no. You? Yeah. Just that I um I love this podcast. Awesome. Well, this podcast loves you, my friend. You're amazing. Mm. Thank you for doing this. And uh hopefully you're on again. <laughs> I, I I plan on I it. I plan on it. Because you know, as I was sitting here, I'm like, man, maybe I should do I'm like, you know what? We've hit that time. Let's let's yeah. honor the time and uh save something for the this next was a, one. This was a it was fun for me. And I really want to do more behind the scenes stuff too. I think that's I think that's something for people that watch because you know they always see the picture being taken. They'll see it when it gets put out. But like honestly, dude, the before the show part, that's a thing with in itself. I just haven't been filming any. Right, it. <laughs> right. It is. It is. We There's might some, have to keep that on mute though. <laughs> yeah, we might have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might need to. Yeah, we'll just keep it. We'll just keep it like that. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, my friend, thank you. I have nothing but the utmost respect and love for you, my friend. And uh, I look forward to continuing our work. Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the Sam Dever podcast. Be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you watch the podcast, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at the Sam Dever podcast.